and my Pulse After Dark episode 47. heaven <laughs> oh that's that's excellent I, I i like that did you miss us sweet listeners <laughs> but first of all who is us who the fuck are you i forget i have amnesia oh, no. <laughs> no i don't my name is innocuous blonde and i'm rio way 24 7 and that's right folks did you did you miss swallowtail in because i didn't and um <laughs> did you miss i can't remember this girl who wore a hat and then the girl i thought might have been her said she's never worn a hat and it made no goddamn sense no, she doesn't wear hats. Not all girls can wear hats. Don't you know that? That's ableist as fuck, assuming everyone can wear a hat. You bitch. So, uh, so yeah, we're going back to the countryside uh, for today's title. Uh, and it is, uh, oh, what episode number is it again? Uh, 47. Oh, yeah, 47. Okay, cool. So, yeah, yeah, we're going back to the country for 47. And uh, I was going to say something about cougars, but whatever. We already talked about. Uh, yeah, anyway. no, we're, we're old. We're old at this point. As soon as we hit, like, 50, I'm officially declaring us transformed into sex goddesshood. Yes, very nice. So, or maybe after right, 55. So I'm not sure. I guess 55-year-old women can still have sex. Oh, absolutely. I'd say that's why you're saying you're transformed into goddess. That just means that you're, like, super in touch with your body. And, like, you probably can give awesome head. Um, it's just the that, you know, 20-year-olds might not be super into it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so the title for this episode is Koihime. Uh, not to be confused with a different Koihime, um, but this one specifically. Yeah, it's, it's not the anime ba- based off the Eroge, which might be confusing to some people. Because it's an actual anime and not a hentai Based yes. on Yes. Yeah, this it doesn't make is, any sense. <laughs> this one is, um, let's see here, deedly deedly dee. Oh, I was trying to figure out if this one actually did have any uh, um, visual novel uh, background on it, but I don't think I could find any because of the fact that there was a newer title by the same name. So I was like, you know what, fucking nobody cares. So uh, <laughs> the uh, summary for this, actually, there's this is a two-episoder, and I have the DVD box set right here. Yeah, Shaking I'm... it near the Wait, did you watch this shit dubbed? Oh, I've watched it dubbed, yes. It's very oh. bad. Oh, God! But this one has a bonus feature of the dubbing. It features the voices of adult film stars Kobe Tai and Houston. Oh, no. So one who is an Asian porn star and one who is a porn star with, like, a lot of facial work done, it looks like. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's they and also as a DVD extra they have some like nude shots of them. What? Uh, 
Yeah, on board. That, and this, this is a hentai. I don't want to see actual naked people. It was. It's very Mom! strange. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, and the thing that really got me about watching this uh, is that it's only two episodes. In my memory, I was like, "Oh, it's it's like three or four episodes." It's a two DVD box set, and there's only two episodes. This is I... from the dark ages, you guys. Uh. Yeah, no, even when I bought... No, no, I bought Discode, which is three episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's on one I, DVD. Yeah, I have... Because I own that, too. <laughs> Discode is fucking good. Um, mm-hmm. I have Fuzzy Lips, which, which we haven't reviewed yet, which we have to, because it's, it's in my fucking uh, list of... Um, oh, sensei! <laughs> um, so... Um, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's very weird. Two episodes and two whole DVDs. So this takes up way too much goddamn space for a mediocre porn. But each <laughs> individual episode has its own summary. I'll just read the first episode. Oh, no. So. Musashi returns to his hometown for a summer vacation. While there, he meets four amazing girls. Nami, played by Kobe Tai. Anzu, <laughs> Suzaku, played by Houston. And Mayuki. Recalling little from his childhood, he does not remember the girls, but they remember him. Musashi is taken with the advances of Nami and spends a sweet and heavenly night with her. Anzu discovers what has happened between them and desires Musashi as well. Musashi is torn between the lustful advances of these four mysterious girls from his childhood. I mean, that's actually pretty accurate for a hentai description. Yeah, yeah this is actually Considering... probably one of the, the more accurate descriptions overall. The other one, the second episode is basically just a very quick rundown of like, okay, there's some conflict. Um, I thought that we were going to be dealing with some end of the world shit here, but (laughs) I was sorely disappointed. But we'll get to that. Um, So that's the summary. Oh, and the producer of this one is Pink Pineapple, who also is buying a whole lot of stuff, including Koakuma Kanojo, Accelerando, Koikishi. Koikishi, Koikishi, uh, which we've also done. Um, yeah. And it's licensed by New Tech, which is, uh, also has the ownership of licenses of Wordsworth, Cool Devices, Office Lingerie, and Harvest Night. Ah, uh, Harvest Night. Did. Yes. Which so, you um, hated. <laughs> <laughs> there, were, there were some things that, like, in retrospect were good about it, but I was just like, there's also a lot that just didn't mesh, so I was, like, sad. <laughs> Oh, and weirdly enough, we were talking earlier uh, via text about how this is another one that reads a bit like Higurashi. Yes, this is like if Higurashi were an older guy and a (laughs) rom-com. Yeah, and then the other one is like the really dark, doesn't make any sort of fucking sense... Um, oh, hey, remember the reason that we're doing this is because we eat baby fetuses yes, to I actually went back immortality. And, I skimmed, and it was like, I went what back through and f- skimmed through it, and it was the one that I'd only watched half of it, and then you had to do the second half all by yourself. And I actually did go back and watch the second half because I was curious. Uh, and I was like, so everyone just wants to get knocked up with immortality fuel. That's fucking dark. <laughs> Um, it was a really dark show. Like, for something that made little to no sense, I remember just sitting back in my chair and being like... Yeah, if you take the plot of it overall and, like, (laughs) imagine it as a terrifying thing, you're like, oh, wow, that's so spooky. And then you watch it, you're like, what What the hell's going on again? So, 
This one, fortunately, is very straightforward. Yeah, I think the the yeah the o- the opening was the scariest mm-hmm. part of it, but whatever. Yeah, so this one is is really straightforward. We we have uh, we open up, you know, getting back to the fucking uh, thing that we're talking about here. Um, <laughs> Can you tell we really like this one? It's so awesome. <laughs> I, there is so much apathy to be held held here. Um, but so <laughs> so uh, we open up with uh, this guy who's got this stupid fucking mm-hmm. ponytail. And yes. Oh wait, wait. No, we get a really quick childhood flashback. Yeah, yeah. First, no, that's though. exactly. Here, so he but, he still has the yeah. stupid fucking ponytail when he's a kid. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. Poor yeah. Kid. Poor fucking kid. No <laughs> se- fashion sense to speak of. But I guess this is supposed to be like the eighties or some shit. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this one dates back to two thousand, but it definitely has like a very early nineties feel yeah, to it. it does. It's got that stank <laughs> to it, but um, <laughs> like this feels like Rimuko Takahashi era porn. <laughs> a bit, yeah, but not as good. No, not nearly <laughs> as good. All right, all right. So, so yeah, um, so so we, yeah, he's he's flashing back. And he's um, making like promises to, to four different girls. One of the girls, yes, is uh, one of the girls is sad and has green yeah, hair. Yeah, another girl, and he licks her wound. Yeah, which <laughs> after she gets a cut, which hand. was I was just like, that's your response to your friend getting a hurt knee is, let me lick your. Blood. Who else remembers? Uh, who else remembers um, going through like an early not health class like you're learning about STDs health class, but like. I remember learning about first aid stuff and they say, don't lick a wound. And it's not even for you, the licker. It's for the person with the wound because your bowels are fucking gross. Um, I learned that in English class because we read this horrible book called Walk Two Moons. I don't know if anybody else had to read this horrible fucking book. But Mm. at this one point, uh, one of the, the, the girl's grandmother... I uh, got poisoned by a snake, and this random hooligan who was trying to rob mm-hmm. them felt really bad because he felt like he was responsible for their grandmother getting bitten by a poisonous snake and tries to suck uh-huh. out the venom. And that was when yes. we all stopped our reading then, and our, my English teacher looked at us and was just like, Now, kids, if you get bitten by a if poisonous snake, don't try yes. and suck out the venom. And we were like... Oh, really? Because that makes a lot of sense. And she's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it, it makes sense if you don't understand the way the venom is delivered yeah. and immediately carried away by the circulatory system. Yeah. Like, that's how it's supposed to work. And if uh, if that happens, you're going to want to, like, grab that snake and head to a hospital. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. So, um... Or, Kill, kill the snake and bring the snake. I don't know. They need to know what kind of snake it is. I guess now you could just take a quick picture with your cell phone and be like, it was this snake, and then go to the Yeah, as your friend's like all on the ground. So, um... <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anyways, yeah, learning about uh, first aid, yeah, I guess is not first priority for American schools. We're all gonna die, you guys. <laughs> so, um, then there's this <laughs> red-haired chick who jumps down from a tree and smashes the kid's head into the, into the ground. Yes. And, uh, like you yeah, and, they, and he also <laughs> licks some blood off of her and then, I guess, and so. then there's, um, oh wait, no, she, she wants to do, oh yeah, she, they're just going through the trees and it's never really ex- explicitly said like, that's how there was a blood oath between, between them. It was just, they get bashed and they touch each other, I guess, whatever. Sure. <laughs> um, 
And then there's also another girl who actively is doing the blood oath. She's like, yeah, do you want to do this? And it's like, we're going to be together forever. Um, and then... This uh, last girl who's... Yeah. Uh, by a tree, and she's just like, oh... In a cute little kimono. Yeah, so we're going to be together forever then? And they also yeah. do the blood oath, and you're just like, yeah. all right, buddy, so is this an engagement thing? And it, yes, it is. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, so, but then he, this, the guy with the stupid fucking ponytail wakes up on a bus, and he's just like, oh, man, that was a weird dream. I guess it doesn't <laughs> well, mean nothing. Well, gotta go nothing. to my grandma's house now. <laughs> Yeah, and he's just like, well, time to go to my grandmother's house, which is an hour's trek. And, you know, as somebody who walks around a lot for my job, I'm just like, an hour-long walk is, like, maybe a couple miles? It's really not all that long. Yeah, I was about to say, if it's if it's an hour, then, like, it's either a slow, not-so-long distance, or maybe it's a very long very brisk hike but it's played for laughs in this one because he's like clambering over logs and up steep hills and over rocky cliffs and yeah. stuff and meanwhile he can hear the voices or we can hear the voices of girls talking and being like oh my gosh he's back he's so cute and stuff and I don't know if he actually hears much of anything I don't um, think he but, does uh, but, but they do say like hey you gotta be quiet like he <laughs> could hear us and he clearly yeah. is, like, oblivious to no end, so I don't know why they said that. But then, you know, he yeah, exactly. stumbles <laughs> through the woods and comes across this village, and he's just like, oh, I'm back! Hooray. And then walks into walks, walks to his grandmother's house, and he's just like, oh, there it is, but where's my grandmother? Yep. And she's out doing some outside work or something. She actually sees him. We get introduced to him as Musashi. Um... And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm on summer break. And I can't remember if he mentions or the she mentions, but it's been 15 years since she last saw him. Yeah, I'm just like, wow, way to go, asshole. Been 15 years since you visited your elderly <laughs> grandmother in some remote fucking village? Like, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, wow, his parents or, like, whichever of his parents that's related to her and him both are, like, bit assholey like she is out in the middle of nowhere but like seems like you could have seen her once every couple of years like come on well, yeah it's a trek but like uh, so obviously there's there's something afoot here there's something afoot yeah here, so they're, yeah. they're so, just uh hanging out in uh her very rustic home very traditional um and yeah. uh this girl with what fu- short yeah, brown short- hair it's the sh- it's the petite brunette Comes in, She's... promptly glomps him, and, and just gives him the Onichan treatment. <laughs> and, like, just tackles him to the ground. And she's a fucking twig. Like, there is nothing to this girl. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, who the fuck are you? And she's just like, what? Yeah, so she's very upset. And he's like, well, I'm sorry. I just I'm going to give him this voice every time I talk, because he has the goofiest-ass voice, including in the dub. Um, and... Uh, She's like, well, I'm sorry. I, I don't remember. I just don't remember you. And then she's just like sad and then immediately kicks him in the bitch. Yeah. So. And he falls over 
and uh, the grandmother's just like, wow, way to go, asshole. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, she's 100% on the girl's yeah, side. Yeah, she's just like, you forgot your childhood friend, and then you laughed yep. about it? Like, yeah, you deserved yeah. that. And he was just like, what? And so he's like, okay, I'll go yep. apologize. Not that I know where to find yep. her. And so, you know, she's... Yeah. So he just runs off, I guess, in the general direction of where she went and ends up at a shrine. Yeah, where, uh, you know, he's just walking around. And, um, yep. and then this... Then he gets beaten up by Amika. Yeah, this, so this girl jumps down from this tree and is just like, so... <laughs> and he's just like, hey... Um, Um, meanwhile, elsewhere, uh, there's a convenience store and the, uh, the short haired brunette is being comforted by another older looking young woman. I think they're supposed to be the same age, but she's clearly like the mature one, like the big sis. Um, and, uh, she, she's worried that, um, Mayuki character we have yet to meet might not take the fact that he doesn't seem to remember at the very least the brunette one and possibly nobody else. Um, it, that Mayuki won't take this very well. And we're like, okay, so there's going to be more people introduced. So back at the shrine, shrine, he's making like a joke, trying to brush off the fact that like, he has no fucking earthly idea who this girl is. And he also expects that she doesn't actually know who he is, which she clearly does. And so she's just (laughs) like, Hey, that joke's not funny. And like beats him up. And yes. then, um, her, and then the um, old man running and, uh, the shrine comes out. Uh, he meets an old, du- old shrine dude. Um, and the old shrine dude actually recognizes Musashi as well. And he's, and as, a uh, Musashi like wanders off somewhere or is getting beaten. I can't remember. Um, he's like, I can't, I wonder if the dimensions are being breached. So again, something is afoot. Yeah. All right, hold on. I need to run to the bathroom real quick. I'm still kind of sick. So I apologize. Okay. All right. Take care of your business. I'll be right back. Shrine dude. Yes. Yeah, so, but uh, one important note about the about the uh, senile old man is that he can read Musashi's mind. Yeah, and he actually he, at first he initially like apologizes for his uh, granddaughter. I believe he refers to yeah. her as Suzaku, who is the Miko Mangler. And yes, he seems telepathic because the guy's like, man, this stupid old senile guy. He's like, I'm not senile. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's goofy. Um, then Musashi moves along. He happens upon the convenience store where we were uh, secondary before, and uh, the older sister type character is uh, named Nami. She has, she's like taller and like mature looking, and has like this sort of indigoish hair. Mm. Um, and uh, he also knew her as a kid. Uh, she doesn't seem to take the amnesia quite so bad. Obviously, she already knew that it was a thing. But she's like, yeah, you know, yeah, we totally did play together. And eh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then back at the, uh, back at the ranch, um, the short haired brunette, whose name is Anzu, um, apologizes to him and then makes him dinner. And here comes another comedy trope. It's the cute girl who's bad at cooking or makes dinner weirdly. <laughs> she made it all with <laughs> bugs. And yes. Which actually is significant. It is. It's not just that she's a shitty cook. Yeah, it's significant, <laughs> but it's not significant until later, and only if you yes. think back to it. <laughs> yes. Um, 
And uh, let's see here. Deedly, deedly, dee. Where did I go? Okay. Happens on the... Da, 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 da. Okay, so he decides to take a walk. Um, and it's nighttime. Yep. And it's kind of creepy. Um, and then he... And he happens to see a light. Yeah, yeah. And he gets kind of like, oh, no, it's a ghost. Well, um, so actually something that's really interesting about that comes, for, uh, comes yeah. from just something that I... Uh, heard about at a, a panel at a convention, actually, which is, like, in these older rural villages, um, if mm-hmm. you see something like that, you would be terrified. Because, like, the mm. superstitions there run so deep. And it's not even oh. just that, oh, it's a superstition. Like, no, this is a deep-seated belief. Like, so if he was actually a member of, like, that village, you probably would have shouted out, like, Oi, mushy mushy, because that's not a phrase that demons can say. So, oh, okay. yeah, it's how you answer the phone, but it's also, like, a greeting for, like, oh, if you're testing, like, at the twilight hour to test if somebody's a demon, that's what you say. And if they <laughs> can't say it back to you, then you turn and you walk the other way. Because this guy that I, I, was, talking, I, that I was talking to, he was like, oh, yeah, one time I was walking down this town uh, road in, like, this old fisherman guy, he sees me at, like, you know, that time of night, and he's just like, Oi! Mosey, mosey! And he was like, oh, man, I'm gonna be a fucking dick about this, aren't I? And he, he just goes, Mosey! And the guy turned on his heels and walked the fuck away so fast! Oh, man. He, uh, apparently it was, it was quite the sight, so, yeah. Like, uh, just in those old, t- like, that type of thing actually makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, that actually, now I'm just thinking about the village and how they're like, you can't go out because the monsters are going to get you. And it was just a convenient way of uh, having the elders have control over who got to come and go in the through the woods and all that. And uh, and it's just like, just seems like an easy way of keeping people scared so that you can do your nefarious dealings without uh, people fucking with you. But there is a lot of that in Japanese mythology anyway, which is essentially like, you know, any ghost that you encounter on the road, you're just fucked. Yeah. Like, you just shouldn't have been there. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> entirely your fault. Um, yes. So. So, um, so anyways, yeah, so he gets spooked, but it turns out that it's just Nami. Uh, she's got a little lantern and everything, and she's, um, in a... she's like, hey, why don't you come back, come back to my place? So, uh, they have some drinks. A lot and, of drinks. Um, a lot of drinks, and she's recounting stories about, um, I don't know if it's about their childhood or just about like her and the other girls because he's sort of half remembering stuff, but not quite. Um, but he seems perfectly happy to get to know everybody again. Um, and uh, let's see, where did I leave? Off? Okay, so yeah, they're telling stories about each other and just goofing off, um, including Mayuki, who you know she, we still haven't met. Uh, and then she flashes Nami flashes some cleavage, and she's like, "Oh, I think I'm a bit." drunk (laughs) yeah yeah it's just like oh sweetie you're definitely drunk and also you want it so um and it it, uh you know Musashi is just like uh oh does she want me I'm like yes yes she does it's not you having some wishful thinking in this moment it's definitely that and so you know like she's just like oh let me get like the food time because we're both really drunk and you shouldn't walk home and so you know she lays out the futon and she's just like, there you go. And he's just like, Nami! Tackle. And like, tackles her. <laughs> like, you know, and he's just like, 
Uh, and you just sort of like, oh, is that fine? And she's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah. And then we finally and- get our first sex scene, which like took fucking forever. It took like 10 minutes, um, which yes. I think is um, on record. It may be, yeah. The um, the funny thing about the dub track, because I did go watch some of the dub track again, because I remember some of it being hilariously bad. It is. Mm. Um, was that, uh, like, I forget something more it was hilariously, very early on. Um, sorry more hilariously bad than uh bible black having random russians in it um almost oh. because so in this one it's like grammar choices and just the way he says stuff it's not as i don't think it's as unintentionally goofy because i think they are trying to be goofy but in this moment he's trying to be serious and he's like can it be that nami wants me I or was like that you, a beautiful girl like you could be into someone like me. I cannot believe it. Oh. And it's literally said like, I cannot believe it. And I'm just like, oh, somebody should have gotten another Q takes because that can't have been the best one. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a lot of foreplay uh, incoming here. So fortunately, he's not going to open his mouth and talk yeah. much. Um, but he's going to so, open his yeah, mouth all right, of, but. Uh... Oh, yeah, he's going to get all up in them titties. So, yeah, um, so, yeah, he's just, like, going after the boobs. Um, then we get, like, a whole bunch of cunnilingus, which I yeah. very much appreciated about this title, was that, Indeed. like, not only was the vagina not a taco, <laughs> but it, it, it was quite, um, you know, there was a lot of cunnilingus, and I think, like, all of the girls got it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, At some point or another. And I was just like, um, all right, all right, Musashi, I don't like you, but you do good by these girls. So Yeah, I was about to say, he's he's being qu- quite uh, proactive in terms of uh, partner pleasuring, so good for him. Um, so, yeah, Nami gets off, and then... Um, uh, it's dick I guess I, I didn't even make notes about them having sex, because she gets off, and then, like... They have sex and... Speed lines. Yay. And when speed lines... Yes, that's right. This is... Because when she's... Yeah, this is back in the days. When she's getting banged. When she's getting banged, there's, like, speed line background. And the dub for this one is... Actually, I have to say that I think that the the porn star who did the voice for Nami actually did a pretty decent job. Um, Except for the orgasm part where she, like, held back way too much. And... When she's coming, she's just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like, and I'm like, dude, really? Like, if just figure out the mic situation and, and like let loose a little bit. I mean, it's just like, I, I'm not saying that every single time you just gotta be like, ah, but you know, like, it <laughs> might have been a little bit nicer. Uh, so. Yeah, it just sounded like, she was singing or like she was warming up to sing a part in a choir or something. Just like, Oh, 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 I'm coming. <laughs> I'm, no, wait, wait. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the hand thing. Like the Christina Aguilera family guy sketch hand. <laughs> anyway. Um, so that was kind of silly. And he wakes up in the morning to Nami cooking and I'm like, ah, uh, and uh, he says something like, this isn't grandma's. And I'm like, hell no. This is definitely not grandma's. This is much better than grandma's. I really hope that grandma <laughs> wouldn't fuck me and then make me breakfast. 
<laughs> and then it's that scene from, uh, oh shit, was it um, Happy Gilmore, where uh, Adam Sandler's the golfer in the very beginning, he's trying to get his girlfriend back, but then a crowd gathers around the intercom where he's singing a, like a, a metal ballad, and uh, when somebody comes back to the door, he's like, Stacy or whatever, and it's like this little old Asian woman, and it's just supposed to be a silly joke, but then the next morning he goes to leave, and she comes out wearing one of his jerseys and is like, hey, you don't want breakfast? Oh my fucking! Oh, it's so good. <laughs> All right, so ma- oh. moral of the story: please don't fuck grandma. <laughs> All right, um, so. All right, so so it's not grandma's house. Then Nami spills the beans to Anzu and Suzaku that she got to bang Masashi. And they're just like, oh man, Anzu you're is, so lucky. Now I'm gonna go yeah. fuck him. And yeah, she's just like, oh man, I want to do it. But everyone else is like, well, not everyone else. It's basically just Suzaku. She was like, I'm kind of concerned about breaking the rules that we're not supposed to break. And then they mentioned, oh, but, you know, Sir Tengu and our parents and the Dragon King, like, will they be okay with this? And I was like, that's a lot of things to mention without context. So I guess we'll get there. I mean, this is when I started to think like... um, are we going to start an apocalypse here? Is this like a, I, yeah. I, I banged <laughs> these girls and they were like the four keys to the fucking apocalypse. And <laughs> it's just like, you have opened the seven portals, the three, four portals of virginity. <laughs> and so now apocalypse. <laughs> oh no, I didn't mean to. Well. Uh, it's like the opposite of the the series where it's like, oh no, if you jack off, then the Demon King will be released from your balls. <laughs> and suddenly you're surrounded by hot chicks um, there who are a, all there, trying to get your there balls There is a hentai <laughs> like that. We're not going to watch it because it is Shota. But um, it's called uh, Monster Girl Quest. And it's basically oh, okay. like this um, hero kid getting like and he's supposed to be like this great hero or whatever but he looks like he's 12 and he's just getting Ugh. fucking raped by Railed every by girls. like by just monster girl after monster girl after monster girl and so there's no plot it's just oh no i'm gonna come again and then he comes and then we're on to the next girl and you know that's literally just it and then there's this random evil chick kind of wrapped in mummy bandages not really and she's just like (laughs) yes you will get more fucked (laughs) it's it's absolutely (laughs) fucking horrible (laughs) oh wow yeah so it's definitely a there's some there's some supernatural shit going on um so then Musashi's just chilling under a tree. Like, this whole town is very scenic and, like, pastoral, so it's got to be nice. Um, and uh, while he's chilling under a tree, a girl in, like, a frilly little outfit finds him, and uh, she turns into a fainting goat as soon as uh, she sees it, or he, she sees him, or he talks no, to her. No, so, so she lays her head on his chest and is just like, oh, Masashi-sama, you've come back. And I'm like, oh, you're one of those. And, um... Yeah, she's just like... Whomp. Unconscious. Yeah. Oh, no. And, and then, uh, then he, and then he wakes up and he's just like, "Oh, hey!" And then she stands up for a second, and then passes the fuck out. <laughs> that's when she fainting goats. That's yeah, right. And, and he's just like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "Oh." She fainted. I gotta take her clothes off. <laughs> she has heat stroke. I need to help her. And like you know, well, first aid is very apparent. Apparent. Very like. Uh, 
relevant to this episode is that like, I was thinking to myself, like they do recommend like usually like loosening stuff around your throat and whatnot. And if you've got anything tight on your waist to like loosen that, but they never say like, just take their fucking clothes. I don't think so. But you know, he starts unbuttoning her shirt and to his credit, he definitely did not know she wasn't wearing a bra, but also like, you can just put it back on. Yes. Yeah. There was, it's it, not it, you had not passed the point of no return here, my friend. You could have just yes. buttoned it back up, but no, it was boing, and he was just like, oh. Oh, no, no bra. And then Suzaku, like, sneaks up behind that him, which, and heel drops him to Yeah, death. which I do love, like, uh, his fucking reaction to Suzaku coming into the area each time, which is just... I sense murder. And I'm just like... Yes, yeah. and in the in the dub, it's very poorly and goofily dubbed, like, I sense murder. No, and I, I like in the sub that it's literally just like, hmm, murder. And I'm just like, yep, that would definitely yep. be my reaction <laughs> to, like... Tastes like murder. Yeah. Or it's like, that would definitely be my reaction if I just sensed bloodlust behind me. I'd be like, hmm, I'm gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Death is upon me. Yep. <laughs> uh, so he wakes up. There's a lot of him being knocked unconscious and waking up again in this. Um, so he wakes up alone. Uh, he ends up going to recoup in the hot springs bath? Question mark. I, guess. I don't know. But, it's the local um, fucking hot springs. Is we're in a mountain town, and of course there's some fucking hot springs. Yeah, of course. And uh, he's recouping there, and then uh, Anzu comes to wash his back, um, and also give him a wang shellac. So yeah, well yeah, she's just like, oh, you have a hard on. And he's just like, yeah, my body's a little bit too honest, and like he <laughs> he like is at first kind of hesitant, like oh, I probably shouldn't do this, and then you know she starts blowing him, and he's just like, oh, oh, okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> you're good at this, um, and I'm just like, so yeah, I don't know what the fuck that means, Boyle, because she's def like all these girls are virgins. But we don't have to deal with any of the um, ninja scroll blood <laughs> on the fucking yes. flowers. Yes, that is true. Um, there, there aren't excessive. There isn't ex- excessive amounts of blood spurts or anything. But I, maybe that Christ. plays into the paranormal aspects of things. I'm not sure. Sure, um, um, paranormal girls don't bleed when they lose their virginity. I'll go with that. I- Actually, I'm not entirely sure. Did they 100% establish that, like, they're all virgins or just that they're, like, supernatural? Uh, I, I don't think uh, that it's ever established that they're all virgins. But, like, you know, every single time he asks, like, oh, does that hurt or whatever? And they're just like, a little mm. bit, but you can keep going. And I'm like, okay, so they're fucking virgins. <laughs> um. Sure, why not? We'll just make them canonically virgin now. Um, so, uh, so yeah, she's, she's blowing him and it's good and he comes pretty fast and then she's like, what, that's it? Really? And he's kind of like, well, uh, it was kind of good. Um, but they, they continue moving on. Um, and refractory uh, period, not a thing. There's a little bit of, (laughs) there's like a bare refractory period. Um, and then he's back in action again. And so she gets to like, uh, cowgirl him and generally Anzu is probably I think possibly the most like vocally into stuff. Cause she's just like, yeah, I'm going to blow you and then I'm going to ride your dick and it feels pretty good. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of the girls get a couple of different positions, but she's primarily on top. Um, yes. Which, uh, and Nami was very like the shy, like shrinking violet 
I don't want to say stereotypical Japanese, but like she's that girl in the hentai who's like, no, don't look. It's embarrassing. Oh, my goodness. I'm so shy. Um, and is very like just, again, shrinking violet. Yeah. And then Anzu's just like, yeah, fucking. I mean, it feels kind of weird, but it's cowboy. also good. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yay. Yay for Anzu. She's having a good time. Yeah. Um, and as they're doing their thing, though, Nami actually, she's up like doing a purification meditation in a waterfall. And it's her awesome. dad comes through the waterfall <laughs> and he's like this face in the waterfall. is like all creepy and yep. shit and is just like, hey. And, she, and I'm just like. Your daughter's standing under a waterfall naked. What's wrong with you, dude? Like, <laughs> and it, it's, she's just like, Father, please don't be angry. And I'm just like, oh, fucking, okay. Yeah, he, she just, he just gets a little talking to about breaking the taboo. Um, and the others are all also kind of like, uh-oh, things are afoot, as we say. Yes. Um... <laughs> um and was it Mayuki? What is... Oh, yeah. And uh, Mayuki is somewhere, and she starts to, like, freeze things. No, she didn't um, do that quite yet. She does... No? But she there was, like, an in, there was like the, in, uh, the implication that where she was that, like, things were getting cold or something? Um, I thought It's that... just, like, a... It's just a brief little window of her being like, I feel... I'm going to make things cold. Let it go. Let it let go. It go. <laughs> yeah, okay, actually, no, I think that does happen then, because it doesn't happen when the rain starts, but, um, right. so she, so, uh, Musashi, isn't that the end of the first episode? That's the end of the first episode, right. so we're left on, like, cliffhanger of, like, okay, he's totally banging some chicks, but there's angry paranormal forces at work. Yeah, and, and you know, more, of me, like, I'm still thinking, oh, no, four virgins of the apocalypse here, like... <laughs> he was supposed to never come back because, like, you fuck the girls, demons rain upon us, or whatever or whatever shit. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was hoping for, honestly. It was just, like... He, <laughs> Something like, a little he, bit more like, oh my like, god, Like, you know, no. he, he fucks all the girls, and they all, like, hug him, just as, like, the gates of hell burst open, and he's just like... We will, we will fight this. We, we will win. What have I done? And I, uh, that, I don't know. That's what I fucking expected. I didn't get it. Um, uh, <laughs> so uh, the very opening bit of episode two is just a quick, quick recap of like, yeah, I came back to visit with my grandma. And then I got to get with Nami, who's so beautiful. I cannot believe it. <laughs> and then I fucked. And then, and then I fucked Anzu. Anzu. And she calls me Onishan, even though we're the same age. Yes, and it's like, but it's not, it's not that, it's not that, you guys, we're the same age. Um, also, we're not related. The, yes, and in the dub, uh, and I think also in the sub, the line is like, she's good at sucking cock or something, but the dub line is, it's, it's like, but even though we're the same age, beat. She's a great cocksucker. Yeah, no, that, like, that was like the sub line, <laughs> was just, just like, yeah, she's a great cocksucker, and I was like, I don't think I've seen that phrase in hentai before. Like, I... Eh, you, you words are important in terms of context. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that's what the literal translation was, but in my head I'm like, they couldn't have thought of a different way of, like, she was great at sucking cock. Like, they, there isn't even lip flap to match no. with the dub format here. No. So... It was just narration, uh, so whatever. You, if she wants to be a great cocksucker, she can be a great cocksucker then, I guess. <laughs> what whatever so um 
So yet again, Musashi is waking back up again, and he actually uh, wakes up in, I think it's in a field, and he uh, Mayuki is there, and suddenly he remembers things, which is good, because Mayuki was the emotionally sensitive one that everyone was worried about. Well, yeah, so they were hanging out by the stream, and he's just like, oh, I remember the stream, I remember the village, I remember this, I remember that. I don't remember you. I'm sorry. And, you know, she actually (laughs) takes it pretty well for, you know, the person that we were being warned about would not take it well. And, um... Although he does say another thing, which is essentially like, oh, yeah, this place is so beautiful. And she's like, it would be great if you would stay. And he's like, I mean, I'd love to stay here, but, like, not till I'm retired or something. And she's like, oh. Yeah, so, uh... Oh, and then it starts raining. Yeah, it starts, like, um, fucking and pouring. And Mayuki runs off. Yeah, Mayuki's just like, oh, I need to fucking leave. And um, so then we cut to <laughs> Bye. Uh, a meeting between some of the ladies and uh, grandfather at the temple. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, we need to have a meeting with all of the village chiefs. And Suzaku's just like, oh, man, that hasn't happened in a while. And she... Yep. And the, and it's like, the Dragon King is on to them. Yeah. And that's kind of implied that the Dragon King has something to do with all the rain. And... Sure, why not? <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, then uh, we also find out that, like, you know, Anzu talked with her mother... And uh, she ran away before her mother could start screaming at her for fucking Musashi. And I was just like, yep. sounds like a teenage girl fucking a guy. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you did what? So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye, mom. See ya. Bye. <laughs> And, um, so then the, um, so the girls are worried, uh, and then also it's raining and Suzaku actually runs off to, uh, basically see what's up with Musashi because obviously there's again, supernatural forces at play here. She's like, I'm going to go make sure he's okay. Um, so she meets him in the rain and this actually is the image from like the spine of the DVD set of like Suzaku all in her Miko outfit and with wet hair and, uh, looking all like. Forlorn. She's like the <laughs> cutest character, I think, in this series, mm. at least in my opinion. I really love her. Like, Anzu's the one that they're trying to make intentionally cute, but she just kind of comes off as slightly annoying. Um, yeah, and Suzaku is like the tsundere one who I'm just like, oh, yeah. Um, man, I love tsundere's. But, uh, <laughs> so she, uh, so she finds him, and then they meet breaks the his fucking they... spine, I think. Uh, <laughs> because he passes the fuck out again. Yep. But uh, she gets him to a warm and dry place. They're in a house somewhere. There's a fire. This is like... There's a siren in the background. Okay, that was spooky. Um, so... Uh... It's uh, the, the classic, like, we met in the rain, and then we found, like, a spot where we could shelter, and now we're all wet, and we should take off our wet clothes so that we're not wet all the time, but now we're in semi-states of undress, and om, om, om. Yeah, yeah. Well, so he wakes up again, because yes, <laughs> we yes. don't know how to transition Musashi anywhere, except for him waking up from being knocked unconscious. This poor guy is going to yeah, have this is brain like Twilight damage. Um, <laughs> but, uh... Uh, yeah, so he so yep. he wakes up and he's just like, I'm naked. And she's just like, yep, I've seen plenty of naked men. And I'm like, how? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And, uh, you know, and then... Well, you know, you know, the paranormal peoples of uh, Japan and various other nations, they're pretty slutty, so... All right, yeah, I wa- I'm re-watching Supernatural right now, and I have to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so he's naked, and she's like, yep, not a big deal. Um, and then she stands and up then, and uh, tosses off her clothes and is just like, I'm gonna get on your dick now. And he's just like, what? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, it's not working quite right. And she's like, no, why? Ah, I always win at everything. Why can't I win at this? And I'm like, that's not what sex is. <laughs> and he's just like, you're doing it and wrong. And he's just like, you don't, you don't have to force it. It's okay. And then, um, you know, she gets like, she gets a little bit of cuddling. She also gets fingered a whole lot. And then they're just, yeah. then they're just making out. And, yeah. um, and then, you know, she's just like, okay, am I ready yet? And he's just like, yep. And so then he puts it in and they're fucking <laughs> yep. and in a couple of different positions. And then she, uh, then she's on top and is it's actually like, you know, working out. And mm-hmm. now she's winning for real. Yay! <laughs> and everybody wins. Yeah. And then they <laughs> fuck and then it's. Over and she comes and there's lightning at the same time. And <laughs> oh my god! And so they're cuddling and it's cute. Yeah. And then yeah. Musashi gets like blown out of the fucking window. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, so now some shit's the, going the old down. man from the shrine is not just like you know Mr. Tengu or whatever because we weren't really officially introduced to him, but his that name was mentioned. He's like the classic looking like dude in a tango a tango outfit, um, which is the whole crow spirit thing. Yeah. And Except for uh, the face. so he's a tango now. Um, and um, he's like, How was sex with my granddaughter? It's like, oh <laughs> hey, grandpa. Yeah, um about fucking your granddaughter. Um look look man, <laughs> I didn't know that was your granddaughter, like my bad. But no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He doesn't seem that bent out of shape no, about no. it, really. He's just like, hey, man, y'all are just starting some shit with all these other people, and uh, yeah, there's things we have to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so he does some some expo expo <coughs> on the um, the situation of the village, is that there's four clans that are here. There's the wind, goblin, ice, and water. And I'm like, what about wood and earth and heart? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, was, it was a little bit bizarre, especially because... The wind spirits are actually the goblin spirits, but whatever. Um, <laughs> bad uh, translation. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's confusing. So they, they apparently coexisted with the humans that lived there. However, most of the humans have left, and Grandma is apparently the last human there. Yeah, so she's the last Surprise. one. Surprise. And everybody treats her very well, but, you know, uh, you, mm. like, entered a pact of m- marriage with all of the... Chief demon grand like yeah, princesses. They're, they're basically the yeah. They're the princesses of each of their respective clans. So this is a problem. Yeah, and you know it's like oh no, we we can't have that. And uh, yeah. also, and Musashi tries laughing it off. He's like, what? That can't possibly be true. I'm like, dude, you're like <laughs> levitating in. Or maybe it wasn't levitating at the time, but like, but like Tengu Gramps is just like no. It's 
I don't know. I guess that was the thing that broke the camel's back is that Tangu Gramps exists. So, um, yeah. sure. Um, that, that, that convinced him. Um, and, uh, he actually wants Musashi to have his memory erased and have him leave. But Musashi's like, nah. nah. <laughs> and, uh, so. Yeah. And then the girls decide to protect him. Um, we also and find then out the at elements some point, yell at them. Yeah, we also find out at some point that, uh, Suzaku was the one who lured him back. So apparently yes. she was the one who was just like, you know what? I want to get some dick in me with that guy. <laughs> that guy seemed into it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so then she actually grabs all of them as the elements are yelling at them, being like, how could you do this? Yeah, you fucked my daughter. Suzaki's like, it's just like, oh, oh Suzaki no. just grabs them all. It's and like the I was worst. Say, Can you eat? Um, <laughs> caught you while you're having sex with my daughter talk ever. It's like, because you can't jump out the window. They're outside the window. <laughs> um, um, I was going to say, can you yeet yourself? Like, is that a possibility? Because yeah. Suzaki just, like, party yeet and just, woof, they're gone. Um, this bitch and, empty uh, yeet <laughs> and throws everybody off into the distance. <laughs> So, um, uh, yeah, so she flies off. Mayuki isn't there, though, and they're like, oh, yeah, the last time that you left, she froze the whole village with her ice tears, and that was bad. So this is a problem. Yeah. Suddenly they're attacked by fire, and, of course, that means that the clothes burn off because hentai. And uh, then everybody wakes up, and they're all in their demon forms. So, you know, we've passed out again. This is basically the Frankenstein of uh, hentai because our main character keeps passing the fuck out and fainting or whatever the hell and waking up and being like, oh no, look at the changes to my world. What have I done? And like, that, that's, that's kind of how it felt. Like I was just like, okay, man, like you're going to wake up next time and be like, I create a monster and it must die. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh no, all of my children are horrible homunculoids. <laughs> um, this is bad. Uh, so, um, all right. So this whole general thing, they try to escape. Old man Tengu is just like, this is going to cause problems in the clans. Um, they torture Musashi and are like, yeah, we're not going to kill him, but we're just going to put him to sleep. And I'm like, which might still kill him. I don't know. Like, Um, are you going to rip Van Winkle this or is it going to be like, yeah, we're just going to sedate him, but we're not going to, like, try to life support him. He's just going to, like, disappear. I'm uh, like, what is the grandma going to think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that the that uh, Nami's dad was just like, oh, yeah, I can't bear to kill somebody who grew up here, but I'm going to do this. And, like, all the girls are just <laughs> like, that will kill him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and then Mayuki freaks out and, like, snow attacks everybody. And even her own mom is like, I can't stop it. Oh, no. Yeah, because I guess her um, mom and then her was, clothes. The, was the one who, like, <laughs> saved everybody the first time. Yeah, apparently she was like, well, she was young and it wasn't as powerful and I, I, could, I could help at that point, but now I can't. She's grown too powerful. Uh-huh. Um, so then uh, she kind of, like, goes into a snow coma or something, um, and her mother just entreats Musashi to help her daughter. By and, fucking uh, her. Just... Yes, like they float him up to like this bubble. They're just like in the sky. sky. (laughs) So, so he like comes up and her clothes just sort of go like poop and fly away. And Misashi's like, 
well, I have to thaw her with non-consensual foreplay <laughs> because that's how that works. Um, well, or and, remember when uh, like, she woke up from like being unconscious with her shirt open and uh, Suzaku was just like, oh yeah, he was going to touch her boobs. And she was like, damn, I wish he did. And she was like, seriously? Right, yeah, like we know that she's into him and is a DTF, but you know, he doesn't know that. Yeah, he so. just knows that mommy was just like, hey, can you fuck my daughter? <laughs> yeah, can you bring her to wake me up? Wake me up, up inside. I <laughs> can't wake up. Wake me up inside. Save me. Fuck me. <laughs> fuck me in the sky and wake me up. <laughs> All right, all right, we're done. Uh, this is almost over. We're almost reaching the climax. Hey. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, she so fingering seems to like work and like kind of warm her up. And actually, like he says her name, and she wakes up like, "Huh, what's going on? Oh, hey, you do like me." And um, then they bone. Yeah, the snow starts to melt, and they sixty nine in the light dimension of the sky. Um, <laughs> And yeah, they bone, and then and again they land waking in up a again. Field of flowers. Yes, wake on like a field of green grass and flowers, and then elsewhere, the spirits are voting whether to let Musashi stay or let him go. And should um, I stay or should I go? <laughs> right, we're just breaking out uh, all the karaoke beats tonight. That's just indeed. So um, yeah, uh, and all this, all the girls are like, yeah, we want him to stay. And it's kind of at a, it's a deadlock, but then it comes down to Mayuki voting. They're like, oh, awesome. That means that you can break the deadlock. But she's like, let him go. So he can choose his own path into his mortal future, which is so precious. So then he just wakes up from a nap and is like, well, time to go home. And walks (laughs) the fuck off. And that's the end, folks. Yep, pretty much. So this Japanese folklore village, uh... Captain Planet situation and Musashi is the heart or maybe the dick or something. Dick um, heart. Oh, and by the way, tag yourself. Are you wind, goblin, ice, or water? <laughs> and I was like, which one would I be? Because like, um, I mean, not ice. Well, yeah, probably. right. Of course you're going to be fucking goblin. Your name is Gremlin, <laughs> friend. Um... <laughs> I was like, probably water if I want to, like, I'm not 100% water, but I want to be water because it's cool. I want to go stand in waterfalls and look totally awesome and have a banging hot bod and be young. And also have those sweet little horns when she's in her, uh, like, semi-supernatural stage. She's got cute little horns on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, those are adorable. Dig it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I was just like, oh, man, you needed those horns when you were having sex. Like, to hold on to something. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh. No, uh, yeah, uh... So, bittersweet ends. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, alright, so... So, alright, go ahead. What do you give it? (laughs) So, I, uh, when I went back to this one, I was like, wow, this one's way more boring than I remember. But I'll still give it a mild direction just for not sucking and being kind of funny. Um, so... That's as good as I'll give it. Here's the thing. If it was an actual, like, anime, I probably would have watched it when I was younger. Because it's Mm -hmm. definitely got all the elements of, like, a harem. I got engaged Mm -hmm. to all of these girls. Whoops-a-daisy. Like, 
anime from like the <laughs> 90s slash early 2000s. And I mean, I totally would have been into that like uh, when I was a early anime watcher. Unfortunately, yeah, it's yeah. a hentai, so it was done poorly. Yep. <laughs> and um, so I mean, like as a hentai, it's it's just bad. So, but so mild direction because it didn't like it didn't incite a rant from me directly. I did go on a Twitter rant this morning, but more about the <laughs> fuck that I had to look up erotica and was reading some really nasty shit there, but um, we'll get to that in a moment. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's two mild erections for Koihime. Alrighty. You hear that future editing, Rio? Two mild <laughs> two. erections. That's two! Two mild erections! Ah, 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 Ruining your childhood. Well, you know I am the count, <laughs> and I really love to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the weirdest. Oh my gosh! I bleep slowly, 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 getting faster, faster, faster. Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> Also Halloween relevant, so you're welcome. Uh, yeah. Oh okay. my god. So hey, let's get into the bonus round. Bonus round. Did anybody notice that I actually put in a, a, a like a? Uh, I did. I noticed it. I noticed. It. I actually finally edited in a goddamn fucking uh, air horn to the last episode. I was very pleased with myself. <laughs> so you can expect that from now on. Never doing a bonus round. All right, sweet. A, a very right, quiet so to... air horn because I don't want to shock myself. <laughs> yes. No. That's good. I, I thought it was the right volume of of. I detected that, but it didn't blow out my eardrums. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, do you want to go with your tentacle cave first, um, or should I go with... Yeah, um, if you wouldn't mind, just because my phone battery's getting a little low. But, um, sure, go for it. All right, so this is the Cave of Tentacles. And it's a yaoi! Ah. Gay. I guess if you can... <laughs> I guess if you can call tentacles gay. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> All right. We get an author's note, folks. We get an author's note. All right. This story is about a man and tentacles going in his... <clears throat> well, if that isn't your thing, consider this your warning. <laughs> Alan readied his rifle as he prepared to enter the cave. He had been camping just outside and heard strange slithering coming from inside. He was... He turned on his flashlight to see inside. A lot of in size um before he walked in the last thing he wanted to do was find a den of what <laughs> alan was a short and Al alan was a short and stocky he was a natural woodsman there was very little he hadn't seen in his time in the wilderness Uh, he felt a warm breeze come from the cave, but the stone within appeared normal. Alan took several cautious steps into the cave. It was so much larger than he thought. It seemed to go further than the light could reach. Da -da -da. Hmm, an old mine shaft, he said aloud. 
Then he heard the slithering again. Alan raised the rifle at whatever could be making the noise. However, he couldn't see anything. The hairs on his neck stood on end as he walked further in. The woodsman was about twenty feet from the entrance of the cave. He noticed a peculiar smell inside the cavern. It smelled sweet. It smelled almost like honey and nectar mixed together. Okay. Alan lowered the rifle and continued on. After another cautious step, he fell into a hole about three feet deep. Up to about his waist, he felt warm liquid at the bottom of the hole. Ew. Great. Just great. He muttered. However, when he tried to pull his foot out, he felt some kind of appendage coil around his foot. What he thought was around... What he thought was the ground then closed like a Venus flytrap, leaving only from his chest up exposed. Oh, God, what the... What the fuck? Alan screamed as he desperately tried to pull himself from the hole. Then he felt another slimy appendage wrap around his other leg. Whatever was down there wasn't... didn't want him leaving. Alan dropped his rifle and began thrashing, futility tr futilely trying to escape. He felt the liquid at the bottom of the hole rise, and it made his legs tingle like they had just fallen asleep. He fought for freedom from the thing, but to no avail. Then Alan felt his clothes melt away. Okay. Before he could react, an appendage began stroking his member while the other two stroked his inner thighs as they pulled his legs apart. Bum, bum, bum. We're getting into it, friends. <laughs> he felt his body overcome, uh, overcome the fear and his cock twitched slightly. The tentacle beneath the ground slid over his member, gradually bringing him to half-mast. The slime that coated the tentacle felt warm and made his skin feel hot. With every movement from the tentacle, Alan let out a sigh of pleasure. He felt another appendage prod his ass. No, not there, he panted dun, dun, dun. as he reached full mast. At that moment, two things happened. The first, a tentacle of some kind with some kind of mouth-like opening enveloped his member. He felt hundreds of tiny tendrils stroking his rock-hard erection. The second, ah. the second tentacle prodding his ass began sliding up and down between his ass cheeks. Alan let out a pitiful moan as the tentacle toyed with him. The tentacle on his cock would hungrily swallow his whole rod before pulling back and releasing it. Then the tendrils from inside would reach out, gingerly slithering over his tip. He panted heavily. He would have continued to try to escape from the thing, but something in him had changed. Whatever that sweet smell was had clouded his thoughts. He could only focus on the sensations this thing was giving him. He feebly pulled against the thing, but it only served to excite the tentacles and him. Now I'm just thinking of the thing, like the horror movie, yeah, just, the thing. You're just getting <laughs> fucked by the thing, man. Um, oh, man. The thing is really skilled. Yeah, the thing is really good at blowing you. Um, yes. Three more tentacles began sliding over his stomach. He felt suckers on these appendages. They latched onto his helpless body and pulled themselves from him with a lewd pop. Is this thing teasing me? He thought to himself. 
Alan yelped when he felt another tentacle nearing his ass slided between his cheeks. The ooze coming from the tentacle <laughs> <laughs> was, was making his skin sensitive. He could feel every bump on the tentacles as they moved over his body. He was sighing passionately and moaned with every pump from the tentacle on his cock. He writhed in pre- <clears throat> previously unknown pleasure. His body... Was their putty. Okay. His mind was covered in a lustful haze. Alan felt his cum slowly bubbling up his cock, allowing the tentacle to... Bubbling? <laughs> hey, guys. Wait. Hey, guys. When you have an you orgasm... bubbling? <laughs> when you have an orgasm, uh, just your cock bubble. <laughs> uh... Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, pre-cum flowed freely from his cock, allowing the tentacle to s- slide gracefully up and down his shaft. The tentacle around his cock seemed to sense his growing orgasm and sped up his movements slightly. Alan groaned and squirmed in the tentacle's embrace. Then two t- tentacles arose from the ground that had swallowed him, one wrapped around his neck and squeezed gently. Oh, nice! <laughs> Alan moaned in ecstasy as it coiled, as the, as it coiled, tightened around his throat. The other tentacle approached his mouth. He opened his mouth, welcoming the tendril. What am I doing, he thought. The tentacle slid into his mouth and moved down his throat. He played with the tentacle using his tongue. This euphoric combination of pleasure finally brought Alan over the edge, and he came into the tentacle. He groaned into the tendril. Okay, we we get it. In his mouth. To his surprise, even hearing his own throes of of ecstasy turned him on. The tentacle greedily lapped up his seed before retreating back. The ground that had swallowed him slowly opened, and Alan was freed. He shakily pulled himself out from the hole and looked down with his flashlight. He could see hundreds of writhing tentacles and purple liquid. A part of Alan wanted to leave the cave, but he wondered what could be deeper in the cavern. If creatures like this existed, he removed his shirt, now completely naked. He left his rifle behind as he continued deeper into the cave. Now, I'm just picturing this guy walking down this cave with just a fishing hat on. <laughs> well, I don't need pants, but, you know, my hat's pretty stylish. <laughs> my hat, with all its fishing lures on it, is quite the hat. Right. <laughs> Alan wanted to find the source of the sweet smell that had him so aroused. He secretly hoped for something like what would ha- what he had just encountered. After the light from the cave entrance was long gone, Alice noticed the walls had changed from stone to a slightly light pink organic consistency. That's it, folks. We're in the DFD. Did you <laughs> miss it? He's entered the DFD. <laughs> DFD. Party in the DFD. We're back. I missed the DFD. All right. Um, for those uninitiated, the DFD is the demon fuck dimension. Yes. So, <laughs> leave your rifle behind, but keep your cool head. <laughs> You're gonna get blown today. <laughs> Fucking tentacles, like yeah. <laughs> he felt the wall getting it up the ass, like yeah. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't gotten it up the ass just yet. 
He felt the right. walls of his bare palm, and it felt like soft skin. Yeah, this is the DFD. Despite being slightly unnerved by the sight, Alan's libido urged him deeper into the cave. Yeah, you know, I'm all about these uh, tentacles fucking my ass, but, um, <laughs> you know, I do love me a good uterus metaphor, too. <laughs> it wasn't long before light blue fungal pods illuminated the cave. Alan saw what he assumed were several stalactites on the roof of the cave. Okay, we don't need to repeat the word cave so many times. And also, is this turning into yeah. an episode of Alien? Um... <laughs> Don't touch the pods, man. They're going to infect you. <laughs> Saw them Prometheus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the moment he was beneath the stalactite, several tentacles shot down and wrapped around his calves before hoisting him up to their level. And he was hanging upside down. Light blue. And he was like, cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get railed. Uh, light blue pods lit up, revealing that stalactites were hollow, and he could see hundreds of tentacles in the top. He saw two tentacles from a different stalactite wrap around his shoulders, holding him horizontally. Another tentacle slithered up his shoulder and into his mouth. The tentacle began moving up and down his throat, which brought Alan back to full mast. He sucked the appendage greedily, the climb covering the climb. Okay, that's not a word, folks. Um, covering the tentacle tasted delicious. So he felt several... Then he felt several tentacles coil around his rock-hard erection. The, mm-hmm. mo- the, the moved-in waved-like motions. Alan moaned loudly through the tentacle in his mouth. He shivered in anticipation as he felt a slippery appendage trace up his spine. His mind had been bombarded with sensations, and his body moved in rhythm with the tentacles' motions. The, the he felt yet another tentacle prod his asshole. Perhaps it was the heat of the moment, or perhaps it had, he had urges he never knew about. Regardless, Alan begged for the tentacle to penetrate him. But the tentacle only continued to prod and writhe around his asshole. Two more tentacles. tendrils latched onto his nipples. Alan felt the appendages had tiny hairs like tendrils inside them. God, I never want to hear the uh, hear the word tendrils ever again. Um, (laughs) Tightly around his nipples, he moaned lustfully. After several minutes of toying with him, the tentacles near his ass slowly penetrated his ass. Alan groaned and squirmed as he felt it exploring his cavity. Please don't describe your ass as a cavity. Like, I know that's what it is. Please. Not during sex. (laughs) (laughs) The tentacle was especially slimy and it slid in easily. (laughs) <laughs> it, it slid easily in and out of him. I doubt that. <laughs> the, the tendrils on his nipples t- tightened harder. The tentacle began to speed up its pumping in his mouth. The tentacles around his cock slid faster. Alan panted and moaned with every pump and every thrust. At this point, the person who's been who's writing this is just like one hand writing this shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
The tentacle in his ass was joined by a smaller one. Alan yelped as it entered and let out a long moan as it rubbed his prostate expertly. He, mm. he was about to be brought to an explosive climax. And the tentacle in his ass sped up. He couldn't hold it back any longer. He let out several jets of cum that flew onto the tentacles. How much longer? Okay, we're almost done. Alright. Okay. <laughs> Alan expected the tentacles to let him go, but they all kept on their sexual onslaught. Now he squirmed more and moaned louder, the echoes reverberating off the cave walls. The tentacles in his ass swelled before it came, filling his insides with seed of its own. That's a dumb Well, one. he's a guy, so unless we're going to be doing M. Prague here, uh, which I, I'm not asking for, please, God. Um, <laughs> no ass birthing, please. <laughs> Alan cried out in a mixture of euphoria and pain as he felt the liquid pour into him, but still the tentacles didn't stop. He saw more appendages crowd around him, and the tentacles around his cock kept rubbing his sensitive cock. The tentacle <laughs> in his ass kept pumping more and more cum into him. At this point, the tentacle in his mouth... Into his ass? I wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> at, this, at this point, the tentacle in his mouth was face-fucking him. The tentacle in his ass just kept releasing more and more seed again. <laughs> <laughs> he could feel his stomach bloating and stretching to capacity. Oh, no. Uh-oh. At this point, Alan came again, his own seed, mixing with the other tentacles come as they all climaxed, covering his body in sticky cream. <laughs> he was covered in sweet-smelling liquid. His eyes rolled into the back of his head as his mind was washed away in a vast ocean of depraved ecstasy. Wow, buddy. <laughs> you sure it just wasn't cum because it might be backing up? <laughs> he begged for more cum from the tentacle. <laughs> the appendage in his mouth pulled itself from his mouth and another took its place. Yet another tentacle slithered into his ass and Alan knew he couldn't take another. He felt like he was going to be split in half as the tentacles stretched his asshole. As the two tentacles in his ass thrust in and out of him, the third tendril kept prodding and rubbing his prostate. Another tentacle forced itself into his mouth and the tentacles rubbed against each other. Every time one thrust deeper. What? <laughs> The other would pull out. Several tentacles fought to push past the others, trying to pleasure his manhood. <laughs> then just imagine, like, wet slapping noises as they bap against each other. No, I want to suck his dick. No, I'm going to suck his dick. Listen, Jim. Girls, you girls, you can all suck my dick. Listen. I'm sorry. Tentacles, tentacles. Listen, Jim, you suck the last guy's dick. It's my turn to suck the dick. <laughs> I want to get that sweet milk. Give me that sweet milk, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um... Uh, okay. Yet another. All right, picking uh, up. Uh, I, I forget. Um. <laughs> and then he exploded. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Several tentacles fought to put. Yeah. Okay. The writhing mass pressed tighter against his cock. Finally, with his, th with his third mind-blowing orgasm, 
Alan let out an earth-shattering cry as he passed out from pleasure and pain. <laughs> the tentacles inflicted on him. When Alan awoke, his arms were pinned behind him, held in place by the fleshy wall. His stomach was so bloated, he looked like he was nine months pregnant. Ah, fuck! <laughs> his legs were spread apart, but where he... Uh, but were held to the wall like his arms were. Some kind of fleshy mask was locked onto his mouth. Okay, I was, I was, I unfortunately produced two things here. Keeping it forced open, he looked down to see what he knew wasn't a stalagmite as several tentacles sprouted from the opening in the top. That's it, folks. Yeah, alrighty then. So, um... Guy ass births a bunch of tentacle babies, I assume. I guess so. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, this is quality literature. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, Ryan, do you think Indeed do you think Ryan would like to know about this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um... The one that I have, I'm just going to kind of dive into it bit by bit because the little sample I've got here is actually quite big. Um, The title, if I can get back to that, is the Earth, it's Earth Goddesses Nectar, the complete novella, paranormal fantasy erotica. Oh boy. Do, 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 do. So the first little introduction that talks about a uh, journalist named Emma who has big old titties and she's going to go interview a twin, uh, actually a set of twins who are now the CEOs of a major company that produces milk. And it's the most popular milk in the world. I fucking bet and... it is. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, their mother who was the previous CEO just died. She was like this big influential business person, and she's gone, and she, this journalist whose name is Emma, is um, basically thinking, like, this is a great opportunity for me to finally get some information uh, as they're in the midst of, like, maybe they're going to try to revamp their public image or whatever. Their major thing is that they basically have this orphanage that they keep, which is not terribly far away from their production facility. Um, and apparently it's just one of those big... Uh, um, uh, but I can't think of the word for it now. But it's 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 like a big charitable thing that they do. Yeah, I and, bet it uh, is. Yeah, and people are kind of like also a little bit like I'd love to know more about this because it seems like the sort of thing that could get sketchy really fast. But whatever. Sure. Mostly it's about like how do you make your milk? And they're like, this sounds it's just like milk. an erotic version of um, uh, Promise Neverland, where it's just like, wow, we're just so happy at this orphanage. It's not like we're going to be used for food or something. Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah. So, all right, oh so God, she's been sitting in their the office. Of the truck. <laughs> so she's been sitting in their office or in a, in a space in the, in their offices, waiting to interview them and basically thinking all this exposition about their businesses and uh, the dead previous CEO who was their mother and da 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 da. So, moving on. Here we go. Rumors abounded about their regulatory practices and their precise contents of Mother's Milk, that's the brand that they have, which was a secret guarded more closely than milk would seem to require. She reached for the glass and brought it to her lips. It is 
it is hard to get pages to work. Okay. Boot, do, 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 do. Boot, do, do. Ah, dang it. It like, I was trying to scroll the pages and it scrolled too far. There we go. Okay. It is delicious, sweet yet earthy, and creamier than any milk Emma had ever tasted. A gnawing anxiety mixed with boredom compelled her to distract herself. Her breasts were straining against the fabric of her gray chiffon blouse, her nipples crinkling in the chilly room. Emma struggled to find bras that fit her comfortably, so she preferred to go braless whenever she could. She enjoyed stroking her areole and the tender undersides of her breasts when the mood struck her, which was often. Okay. So removing the second barrier between her fingertips and her tits did have its advantages. She looked down at her breasts and traced the outline of a nipple through her shirt. She let out a tiny gasp and shivered gasp and shivered at the sensation, her nerve endings jangling beneath her circling fingertip. I know that's what I do when I'm waiting for an interview, is I just start playing with my tits. Um, I mean, do whatever the fuck you want, I guess. <laughs> her breasts had always been extremely sensitive, and she had experienced orgasms merely from having them sucked. Oh, great. All of her ex-lovers were slavishly devoted to her bounteous chest for a time. They sucked and chewed and ejaculated on the soft flesh, lathered them in saliva, and licked champagne off her nipples. But they all grew weary when she expressed her desire for more. At this moment, I was like commitment and then she's like while Emma loved having her tits fondled and adored by these various men she desperately wanted them to take her nipple between his lips and nurse until she lactated oh god unfortunately the men recoiled when she made the suggestion arguing that it was perverse and emasculating to ask a grown man to drink her milk what Emma could (laughs) yeah Emma could still see their abashed faces and hear their pompous moralizing when she closed her eyes You only wanted to be closer to them, to heighten the intimacy and watch their hot mouths overflow with the milk of your love. Didn't they see that? (laughs) She She had yet to find someone she could feed, and she didn't want to trawl the internet looking for a partner in some dreadful chat room or fetish site. She wanted her man child to walk fully formed into her life, and while she waited, she would content herself with her with fantasies and her expert hands. Emma's pussy was getting moist as her breast tingled beneath her finger. Remembering where she was and what she was here to do, uh, yeah, she pushed her swelling chest and wet thighs from her mind. And I'm like, oh my God, wet thighs, Jesus. Uh, From her mind and grasped the the edges of her tablet. You are here to get some answers from Andrew and Nathan Thorne, not to masturbate in one of their offices. She She composed and gazed... She composed herself and gazed at the empty glass of milk, frustrated she was preparing to leave when a door panel slid open to her left. One minute earlier, and the Thorn twins would have had quite an eyeful. And then it's just a description of how they're identical, and they have the same suits, and they have the same raven hair and aristocratic facial features, high cheekbones, and... um, But they also had blue eyes and toned physiques of their father, a muscular land surveyor who had died when they were still children. So they sit down, and then uh, she basically is essentially saying, um, they're like, yeah, thanks for saying you're sorry that our mom died, and uh, what are you here for anyway? And she's like, well, we want to do an expose on your family, and we don't want it to be just a puff piece. We actually want like to do full access and do detailed interviews and tour your properties and the orphanage that you have, and da-da-da-da. And one of the brothers is very much like the bad cop, like, like we're ever going to do that. Jesus Christ. And then the other one's like the good cop. And it's like, oh, come on, let's be nice about it. So uh, this kind of goes back and forth. Um, She tries to make her case for it. And uh, the bad cop brother is like, fuck you. We're not going to tell you anything. We have so much money. We don't have to do anything. Um, 
And then, uh, let's see, he basically just walks out and then he leaves the good cop brother and he says, you take care of her, Andy. I know how you love them big udders. <laughs> and then he just mic drops and leaves the room. Uh, and then the other one, uh, apologizes to her and, uh, sees her out. And she asks again, like, oh, can you please just take me to the places to tour? Like, your brother wouldn't even have to know. And he's like, no, it's just, we can't. Um, meanwhile, he's like, oh, my God, them titties. <laughs> um, and she's also like, also, he's pretty hot, so yay. Um, and let's see here. So he closes with saying, uh, let's see here. He, he refuses and says, he, Andrew grimaced, his eyes downcast as he rose from his chair. I would love to, Miss Lake, but simply I, can't, I simply can't. The Earth Mother is almost upon us, and there is much work to be done. Perhaps we can meet again at a later time. You are very beautiful. The cryptic words lingered in the air as the sad-eyed thorn followed the asshole one from the, from the room. <laughs> Emma looked at the shards of cloudy glass, and the, which the one brother like threw against the table or the wall or something and placed an unsteady hand beneath her breast. Earth Mother? <laughs> so the, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think if there's anything else here that's fairly... Oh, yes, let's figure it out. The, uh, the mother's milk. There's a quick origin story here. So, oh, no. la, 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 la. Moving on about the mom. We don't care. This is all told from Andrew's perspective. Um, let's see here. Okay, here we go. Nathan, that's the asshole brother, wanted to shut down the Laguna sector and move their operations elsewhere. Andrew argued that it was a ludicrous position. After all, Mother's Milk was becoming the centerpiece of their empire, and no other dairy producer could match the exquisite taste delivered by the Earth Mother's thralls. We need to get rid, of our, rid ourselves of that mountain slut for good. Mom's gone, and the business is ours. I want nothing more to do with the holy sow and her fat whores. Jesus! <laughs> yeah, he's never understood the joy of immersion and the ecstasy of feeding, and he never will. He has too much of father's brutish masculinity in him, and that noxious desire for control cripples his ability to submit to the wet delights of the celestial womb. <laughs> a Kevlar-vested guardsman nodded at, him, nodded at him from a gun turret as he passed through the huge encircling wall that surrounded the Laguna compound. The parlor sat in the shade of the mountain like a child clinging onto its mother's skirts, its large silver exterior dwarfed by the ridges that rose bleak and eternal to the purple sky. To the left of the parlor, he could see the wrought iron curlicues that topped the whitewashed exterior of the orphanage glinting in the setting sun. It was still a marvel to Andrew that it even existed. He had designed the building himself, and he had taken his inspiration from the fairy tale castles his mother had described to him while he was still at her breast. Meanwhile, earlier, Emma was, like, feeling nervous, and she's like, sometimes I just wish that I was a child with my arms around my mother's neck and my face buried in her breast. And I'm like, okay, that's I mean, a weirdly specific thing to wish for. I mean, like, <laughs> giving your mom a hug and just going like, ah. <laughs> ah, soft chest, yes. ah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's uh, not really, like, a conscious thought, but, like, oh, yeah. yes, mom, soft, mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. It was a miniature fortress, and its fluted towers and ornate stained-glass windows emblazoned with fantasy beasts were a constant eyesore to Nathan. But Andrew would begrudge the children nothing, and he wanted them to spend their days running down the corridors, tinged with the mystery and magic of myth. That's a lot of M's. Sure. Some of the children of the mountain were playing in the foliage that bordered the orphanage, their faces beaming as they weaved through the verdant lawns. Andrew parked his car and marched to the milk parlor's entrance, trailing a hand through the tall grass that grew wild around the borders of the mountain compound. 
Gardeners and landscapers had tried to cut the grass many times, but nothing would halt its incessant growth. Um. Yeah. The effect of mother's milk cannot be contained by steel and wire, um, Eshabar had whispered into his ear. Life will seep beneath the cracks. Wait, between the cracks. Life finds a way. And into my crack. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew swiped his identity card and walked through the door that passed into the living rock of the Laguna Mountain. Uh, all right. He stood on a steel staircase overlooking the sunken interior of the milking shed. It was dominated by an artificial lake filled with the undulating bod- bodies of the sacred sisters. What? The lagoon spread from the ma- yeah. The lagoon spread from the gaping cave that led into the mountain and separated into dozens of smaller streams filled with the sisters' rolling rolling flesh. Esther had received the design plans from the ancient ancient lips of Eshabar herself. It was an exact replica um, of the internal structure of a human breast. Um, the differentiated brooks representing alveoli and milk ducts trickling um, from the mouth of the cavern. <laughs> the milking parlor of Eshabar, the divine lake of the Earth Mother's womb. The sisters were immersed in a warm bath that supplied them with the nourishment they needed to produce mother's milk. Oh, no. Huge quantities of oxytocin and other chemical agents were added to the fluid to stimulate their milk ducts. Oxytocin was biologically necessary for milk ejection, but it also contracts to the female uterus during orgasms. The sisters oh. were in, cons- in a constant state of heightened er- sexual excitement, and the milk bath gave them the capacity to have multiple climaxes that could last for hours. Oh, oh my God. I'd be so fucking tired. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then they talks about how they kind of like uh, they pleasure each other, and the goddess says like the more they give themselves up to the pleasure, the better their milk there will be, and oh. yeah, let's see. And then the milk stuff, yeah, you can't. Oh yeah, you can't drink it by itself because it was too dangerous. It's too um, strong, too powerful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and um, yeah, more technical stuff about how they get milked, which is like whatever. Um, all right, this is the weird part. I mean, oh, it's, it's all weird, but here's a part. I'm sorry, like, it gets really... worse. <laughs> okay, well, here, this is where the women come from. Oh, no. All of the women in the lake were brought here against their will. Great! Snatched from bars and alleyways in the city and forcefully Jesus impregnated Christ. by the tentacles. What? Eshabar was adamant. <laughs> Eshabar was adamant that living men could not fertilize the sisters' wombs, arguing that human cum was not powerful enough to inseminate the women and generate the precious milk. Oh, Jesus God. The arms were filled. The arms? Oh, well, I think they mean the tentacles. Were filled with a pulsing liquid that was mined in the heart of the primordial mountain. The Earth Mother called it the lifeblood. It is the oldest milk in the known world. It was here when the first mothers delivered life into the world, and it will still be flowing when all humanity is restored to the night's embrace. I'm sorry. Nathan <laughs> Nathan scoffed at Eshabar and asked why they weren't using the lifeblood to make mother's milk if it was so fucking special. <laughs> she, smi- she simply smiled and assured him that no human would survive the lifeblood's ingestion. The milk is too old, and man is too weak. While Andrew had moral reservations about the abductions, the women never complained for long once they had been plunged into the viscous bath. Yeah, I fucking they bet. Were calm. <laughs> I was about to say, you, you couldn't even just, like, be like, hey, and just filter out the ones that, like, have no family connections or something, and be like, hey, do you want a place to stay? And then be like, hey, come out, get, get into our freaky-deaky bath, and they'll be like, I never want to leave. And they're like, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, uh, no, we kidnapped them from a bar. Fuck you! Oh, a bath! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
They would calm after a few hours in the company of the other sisters, but they would shiver in fear as, the, as they watched the ten, tendrils approach them. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so he watches them get uh, taken by ten, tentacles. Um, um. And they would, like, not like it, and then they'd be into it, you know, the usual. Um, yeah, the whole and, uh, uh, rape her till she likes it uh, trope. I see that yep. it makes yet another uh, yeah, okay. glorious appearance. Yep. As the mysterious cum filled their uteruses, they would relax again, and their yells would transform into groans of pleasure as they gyrated their cunts against the invading tentacle. Oh, okay. When it was finished, they would fall back into the arms of a senior sister who would rock them gently until they fell into a contented sleep. Oh. And that's the end of that segment there. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, sweetie, you just got fucked by that really big tentacle, and it, it, it poured all this shit, this shit into your uterus, and now you're gonna just go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. It's okay. Yeah, it's... <laughs> What's what's that uh what's that fucking uh song by Perfect Circle um uh counting bodies like uh, sheep to the sound oh, of yes. drums where it's just like <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine except you play yeah you just replace all of the uh, weird sounds and like the, all the um yeah all, percussive sounds with like wet slaps and then moans <laughs> like so you replace and all the moans. like <sighs> with, with <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, pretty much that. So, yep, there you go, guys. <laughs> uh, Bonus round over. Well, I do want to, like, give uh, some honorable mention to, like, the things that we didn't fucking pick for this time, because um, we were talking about it briefly before the show, but there was this one oh, yes. story that I didn't <laughs> pick because it was fucking long, and I only skimmed it, and I was not going to do... Um, Midoriya fucks uh, Bakugo with a weird dick again because that was that was bad, man. With scent glands and shit. <laughs> I, 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 I still don't know. I still don't know. I listened to that episode recently and like you can just hear me trying to make sense of what the fuck is happening and it's not going well. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was uh, called The Forest. And it was about, because like, I was looking for cryptid erotica, and I didn't find it, like, really, because mm-hmm. it was all just, like, you know, oh, werewolves. And I, I was just mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I want to fuck Mothman. Yeah, and um, even when I was looking for goddess stuff, I kept running across a whole lot of, maybe not a ton ton, but definitely a goodly portion of werewolf-related stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was it was just, it started, like, it was, it was wild, because it, it was this very flowery prose where um, this, mm. like, vaguely fantasy world woman, mm-hmm. though she was referred to as, like, a woman, but also a maiden, mm-hmm. um, and a maid. <laughs> uh, and she was doing the dishes when the, w- when when the, the wolf werewolf came through the door. It was just like, hey, baby. <laughs> I got me a dick and you want it. Um, but, uh, no, so she, the werewolf's chasing her through the forest and, and she trips and falls and she's like, oh no! And then the, and then the werewolf is just like, oh yeah, let me see what's under your skirt and just like sticks his fucking nose up her skirt and she's like, oh no, what will father think? I, I know he's gonna fuck me and I'm just like, how do you know that? He's probably gonna eat you. 
Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're Why probably going to get eaten. He's going to bite me. Like, you're probably going to get eaten pussy first, which I mean, I, yeah, that's a horrible way to go. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm probably, probably just going to eat you. But now you was just like, oh, yeah, good pussy. Pussy good. Um, lick, lick. <laughs> and then, you know, she's just like, oh, no, father. And then she's like, wait, wait. Yep. Yep. Keep licking. Okay, that's great. That's great. <laughs> and then, you know, she, she passes out and then she wakes up and she's got no clothes on. And the werewolf gently fucks her. And I want to Aww. emphasize the fact that this werewolf is just like, hey, yeah, is, is it good? Like, it's not talking, but it's just like gently humping. And, and she's just like, oh, this is a very gentle fucking. <laughs> the werewolf hugs her sweetly. The werewolf fucks her completely. <laughs> that was really what yeah. it was. And I was just like, but it's all with this, like, really overdone, like, bordering on trying to be, be like, fantasy medieval, but not quite language. Not really getting it. And, because <laughs> I write in that tone a lot with one of my characters where it's just like, you know, he talks very formally and talks in kind of like mm-hmm. an older way of speaking, but I stick to it and it also works. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't, yeah. it's not like purple fucking prose where we're just like, and then her breast fluttered. And you could see her heart pulsing through her, her tight skin across her oh, breasts. Wow. And I'm just like, oh, why is this turning me on? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that uh, I didn't read that one because it was stupid fucking long and it was also horrible. But um, yeah, it, it, was, it was definitely worth mentioning just because I'm just like, yeah. I mean... Very rarely do you think of a werewolf as like a gentle lover. Usually, yeah, not usually. The werewolf is usually like the the brutish but fun kind of. Yeah, you you think of a werewolf being like he's the power dom that uh, fucks you, drinks all your Pepsi, and calls you a bitch. And um, (laughs) (laughs) yep, yeah. So that's a that's a departure there. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. The (laughs) gentle gentle werewolf lover who. You know, you know, you don't need anybody else, sweetie. Like, you know, she's worrying. She's like, no, I'll never get married. And I'm just like, I think this werewolf got you. I think he wants to take care of you. He will love you long time, sweetie. You good. <laughs> Let me take you, take you back to my werewolf kingdom. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay, whatever you say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, alrighty then. Well, we should probably wrap it up. It is getting late. Uh, oh, oh, geez, it is eleven thirty, and I'm gonna be in a car for almost all of tomorrow. So, well, drive safely and get your rest. Uh, oh, and by the way, if you wanna uh, check us out, we're on the Twitters. I'm on there as Innocuous Blonde. Um, I am on there as either Rio Wade twenty four seven. That's Rio R Y O. W-E-I-247, or if you want my Not Safe for Work account, which I post on infrequently, but when I do, it's pretty entertaining, uh, is um, Rio Fucking Way. Um, yeah. uh, obviously, if you want to get in on this Discord chat, we had a couple of uh, listeners in today, like uh, some new people and some old people, and a uh, dumpster full of raccoons. Um, yep, it was really cool. Yeah, they're they're a cool bunch. They're a cool bunch. They're very evil, but you know, they they are also very sweet, like the gentle werewolf yeah. lovers. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you want to get in on that, then um, definitely go sign up in our forums, and then you can get yourself 
a invite to the Discord and come uh, chat with us in the Discord channels and also listen in on some shows. It's a good time. Yeah, uh, it is a good time. Anything <laughs> else that I am forgetting? Oh, if you want to email us, whether it's suggestions, questions, uh, things that are, you know, reasonable and not creepy... Yep, that, um, yep, so far the record's been very good. Everyone's been quite cool. Yeah, so. I mean, I've gotten a couple of uh, people on a, a Twitter that have been, like, not so cool, and I'm just like, hey, man, maybe don't. <laughs> and, um, yeah. but yeah, so uh, if you want to email us, then uh, mine is just Rio, R-Y-O, at edmay-pulse.com. And mine is innocuous, or no, sorry, no, it's not innocuous. It's just blonde with an e at animepulse.com. It's hyphen pulse, right? Yeah, it's hyphen pulse because you know we anime hyphen pulse because we could never because we couldn't get anime pulse, and I'm sure that whoever owned that does not anymore. Some other asshole has yeah. that. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to contest a contest for any reason at all, like go right a fucking head. Uh, yes, indeed. So that brings us to the end. Good night, everybody. Indeed. Good night, everybody.